0: back to the Main Green Money Podcast. My name is Destiny and I will be your host. And I'm Kaylee and I'm the producer. Today will be the second episode to our series Money Track where we will discuss taboo questions about each department regarding getting you to that zero balance with UNT. On this episode we will be getting real about student financial services with our wonderful guest. I will go ahead and let him give a little bit about who he is in his department.
1: Hi, I'm Jackson. i um, Jackson Curran, I grew up in Denton, Texas, I'm 25 years old, Um, graduated in Colorado, CSU Pueblo, came back home, I'm currently a graduate student at UNT, I'm studying University Administration, I work in Student Financial Services, I'm our Customer Service Manager, Um, so if you have any sort of questions about your tuition bill, I'm basically managing that area of answering those questions, so that is me.
0: Thank you for introducing yourself. Uh, we are so happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, so let's jump into the first question, which is can you explain to us a little bit about what exactly your office does?
1: Yeah. Um, so, like I mentioned, we handle the tuition bill. Um, we do a bunch of different things. A question I could probably answer for 10 minutes, but. Um, <laughs> The, the short of it is we, we do the billing for tuition. So whenever you enroll in a class and you get a tuition bill, that's our office. Um, we handle any sort of um, processes involving paying that bill. Um, we also do ID cards as a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So if you get your ID card, you come through our office. Um, yeah, We do in-person payments, online payments, and we basically answer any of your questions about your tuition bill aside from financial aid ones.
0: So to go I guess a little bit deeper into tuition could you explain the different tuition plans or like the differences between each of them because I know there's a savings store the Eagle Express and the traditional.
1: Right I forgot about the Eagle (laughs) Express. Um, So traditional is just your standard tuition if you enroll in classes and you don't do anything as far as selecting a tuition plan um, you'll get traditional tuition it's just standard rated tuition so so much money per credit hour. Your residency status, a couple of other factors, but um, that's standard tuition. If you're looking at Save & that's a fixed rate tuition plan offered by UT. Um, all public Texas colleges have a fixed rate plan. This is ours. Um, it locks in your tuition rate for four years, uh, so you don't have to worry about price increases or decreases. I guess that's less of a worry. but. Um, yeah, that's what it does. It also offers benefits for summer and winter courses. If you are thinking you're going to take those, it might be something to look at. It's $100 off per credit hour. Um, so if you're taking one class, that's $300 off of your bill for that one class during summer and winter sessions. Eagle Express is our old fixed-rate tuition plan that we discontinued, I think, in 2018 or 17. Um, and we discontinued it because it was kind of a mess to um, Roll out in terms of processes and um, getting everything situated for students. So it was just a little bit messier than Save and Soar. It's no longer available.
0: That's definitely interesting. I did not know that you can get like the discounts during the summer and the winter with Save and Soar. I just kind of only knew that it was kind of like fixed fake stream. Um, so to move on to the next question, can you explain what extra fees are charged to our account, like outside of you know the actual classes and things of that nature?
1: Sure. Um, so tuition billing, as I'm sure everyone's super interested, um, it's a very complicated uh, art. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that gets put on your bill. If you ever request an itemized bill, it's gigantic. Um, those things are basically all the same fees that you charge to any Texas college. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different items. If you're talking about fees, um, they are they support everything on campus from publications to the library to the rec center to um, the health and wellness center which is actually in this building. Um, that's what those are and, and pretty much every college across the nation has those fees um, it's not an anomaly um, and, and they're there for a reason, they're there to support a bunch of services that we all enjoy as students.
0: So to kind of go over tuition again, let's say you know I'm a student and I wanted to get like a tuition estimate. How would I go about that?
1: The easiest way is tuition calculator online. You Google UNT tuition calculator. Um, I think it says like a few different lines, and they may be kind of confusing looking, but just look at that big total. Um, That's what you'll be charged on your tuition bill generally. Um, it can vary about $1,000 in either direction.
0: But. Yeah, and I've used it before, so I'll definitely say for like whoever's listening, uh, they will ask kind of like if you're undergraduate, graduate, uh, I think they ask like non-resident uh, or Texas resident and then how many hours you're taking. So it's definitely something to know before you even go ahead and look on there. But to kind of move over, I guess, to another topic, uh, disbursement. Um, So, I guess the first thing is what is the difference between disbursement and a refund? Because I know like us as students, we use the words interchangeably or we hear them very often and we kind of don't know the difference between the two. So, can you kind of explain what the difference is?
1: Yeah, uh, disbursement is just financial aid hitting your tuition bill. So you got six grand or something on your bill. $5,000 $5,000 comes in in financial aid, it's being dispersed, to your bill would leave you with $1,000. A refund is when that disbursement happens and it exceeds your total charges. So if you got a $6,000 bill, financial aid comes in for $7,000, disperses to the accounts, then there's $1,000 left over, at that point it's a, it's a refund
0: for $1,000. So, I know another question that students have when it comes to refund is, like, I guess why it takes so long to get it. I know me and Kaylee uh, specifically, during the summer, um, because we were taking classes in different months, we expected, you know, the refund to hit in okay. June, but we also had a mm-hmm. July class. So, you kind of explain how that works or, like, why, the, I guess the length of time that it would kind of take.
1: Sure. Yeah. I didn't even think about summer. Um, when yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking fall, but... Um, Financial aid, and this gets kind of into their territory, but I know a little, um, they don't disperse your funds, your financial aid funds, until um, sometimes a certain credit hour is, is hit. So if you're taking like three hours in the beginning of summer, thinking another three hours in five week two at the end, um, they don't release those funds a lot of times until you hit six hours, which doesn't technically happen until those classes start, Um because they could send it earlier and then you drop the class and then they shouldn't have sent you those funds. Um, so it's a, it's a regulation issue. Um, and then as far as like the actual refunding process, it's pretty quick. Like I don't want to toot our own <laughs> horn, but like it's pretty fast. Um, we, have, we work really hard to get those out as soon as there's a credit on the account. So as soon as financial aid actually disperses and there's, you know, leftover money, um, it usually takes us like a week or so to turn that money around into a direct deposit into your account unless you don't have that set up and you're getting a paper check, in which case I strongly advise you set up a (laughs) direct deposit, Uh, the paper checks can take a couple weeks to get mailed and stuff like that.
0: I know a lot of students call in to us specifically and they will kind of tell us, oh, well, you know, my roommate got her refund last week, but I didn't get my refund. Is there, like, something that happens, occurs to where some students might get a refund before other students, or is it kind of just, you know, the order of the line?
1: I have no idea. I'd have to look at the (laughs) Mm accounts. You know, it depends on a whole bunch of different stuff. So that's kind of a case-by-case thing. I wouldn't really know unless I'm looking at two distinct.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I just know for a lot of students, they kind of... That's something that will still be uh, informative, that it kind of depends on a case-by-case basis and it's not just, oh, everybody gets a refund on the same day. Because that's what some students, I know myself included as a freshman, that's kind of was my perception is, oh, if you got your refund today, I should be getting my refund. No, that's a good point.
1: Like, there is kind of a a set day where, like, you probably (laughs) will, should get your refund? But, like, there's a whole bunch of cases where there's something going on on the account where it doesn't happen that way.
0: Most definitely. Um, I know, with just a suggestion, I would say to anybody listening uh, make sure that you have all of those stuff taken care of on your to do list because I know we tell students all the time to make sure that they're cleared because it can kind of stop the process or kind of prolong it. Um, but the next <laughs> topic to go into would be payment. So um, I guess kind of explaining what the short term loan is or like the installment plan. In a sense, like, can I explain what that is and how that works?
1: Sure. Um, it's mostly to get you through the payment deadline. Um, it, 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 it is what it sounds like in this installment plan. It is an installment plan. Um, but it mostly works to get you through the payment deadline at the beginning of each term. Um, it basically just puts you on the hook for the bill um, and lets you space out your payments. So a lot of people don't want to pay the full bill up front or can't. Um, and it basically lets us give you classes, um, and space out those payments in a way that works for students and parents.
0: So if I needed to get an installment plan, how would I do that? That would be the first question, like follow-up question I have. If I need to get an installment plan, how do I go about
1: that? Yeah, um, you have, students have to do it on their end. Our office can't manually put you on one. To do that, it depends on if you have financial aid. But the installment plan requires a 10% down payment, so uh, you either have to pay 10% out of pocket, or if you have financial aid, um, we allow you to use that financial aid as 10% down payment. There'll be a hold in your account called, um, it'll be in your to-do tile, I think it says like installment plan hold or something like that. Um, You'll click on that hold and basically click confirm, um, and it'll stick you on the installment plan using 10% down payment, so you don't have to pay anything on that day, and it will, Split your payments up into three monthly installments. They're in October, November, and December for fall. Um, And financial aid will disperse to whatever it can, and whatever's left over will be uh, what you have to pay out of pocket or with other funding.
0: So if that, well, I guess if one of those payment deadlines hits and I don't have the money, what happens then?
1: You mean on the installment plan? or?
0: Yeah, for the installment plan. plan. So let's say like the first, I guess, payment date hits and I don't have the money, what happens then?
1: Yeah, and actually I'm glad you brought that up because we get those emails on, like, October 1st, and I'm like, please don't drop me, and I'm like, we won't drop you. <laughs> um, so there's two different deadlines, like at the beginning of the term, those are drop deadlines. Those are ones where we need you to get on the installment plan or, or pay um, the bill to get your classes secured. Um, after that, if you're on the installment plan, we have those three different installment dates I just talked about. You won't get dropped for those if you get emails from us. The only penalty is a one-time $25 late fee. So at the most you're looking at $75 um, extra in late fees if you don't make a single payment throughout the term. Um, But nothing really happens. The only time you really need to worry about that balance is um, before your next academic term.
0: So going, I guess, a little bit deeper into payments, um, I know one big way that a lot of people pay is like through the credit card online. And I know that a lot of students have said that there is, a, I guess, a percentage of a fee that goes on top of what they're having to pay if they want to pay with a credit card online. So is there a way to avoid it? And if so, how do we do that?
1: Um, yeah, so the credit card fee, get a lot of complaints about it, Um, It is not us charging that fee, it's just a a, a function of using a credit card online. Um, So it's not UNT like specifically trying to get 2.7% more out of students, it's um, the payment processors and credit card companies who charge that fee. Um, You can't avoid it if when you're paying online it gives you a drop down option for like how you want to pay. One of those is credit card. If you select that, you'll get that fee. Um, If you have a bank account that you're paying out of, and you know your routing number and your account number, you can do e-check, which is one of those options. Make sure you enter in that information correctly, um, and there's no fee for paying with an e-check online. Or um, if you want to pay with cash or check in person, um, there's no fee for that either.
0: So, I guess to go back just a little bit, I know you talked about the uh, deadlines, those hard deadlines at the beginning. So I know a lot of students want to know if we can get extensions on those deadlines, so would the short-term loan be, I guess, quote-unquote, like an extension, in a sense?
1: Yeah, we. a lot of times it's kind of utilized that way. Um, it's really just a form of the installment plan that doesn't require the 10% down payment. So if you don't have any balances on your account for like prior terms or prior years, um, you don't really have to pay anything for that deadline. You can just go in and click the short term loan button, sticks you on the installment plan. It charges you an extra 1% um, of your total balance to do that. So usually it's like an extra 50 bucks or so to not pay on that day. Um, That's kind of one form of an extension, I guess. Um, Our office does do manual extensions in really extreme circumstances and those circumstances are really only when we can uh, verify or guarantee that you have funds coming in and when I I say that I mean like literally like there's a check in the mail coming to us. Um, It's not like oh I have a GoFundMe that'll probably get me money in a few months. Um, We have regulations where we can't um, hold you through the deadline for that but if you you know show me a, a a mailed check that's currently on on its way to our office then yeah we could hold you through the deadline for that
0: so i guess one of or the last question that i have for you goes back to uh the little side hustle that you guys have so if i lose my id card how what do i do how much is it going to cost um yeah
1: yeah uh So we print those. Um, Your first one's free, first ever UNT ID card is free. Any replacement cards after that uh, are subject to a $10 fee, and that's to cover the cost of our cards, the staff, the ribbon, actually adds up pretty quick. The printer itself is like ridiculously expensive. Um, So you could get charged 10 bucks pretty much any time you have to replace your ID card after you get your first one. if you just come into our office, it takes like a minute to print your replacement, so it's a really quick process. Um, we also have an ID card form online. You can just submit a form there, and we'll, we'll print you one out. You'll get an email once it's ready, and you just come by our office. Make sure you have a driver's license or a government ID of some sort. It needs to have a photo on it, um, just so we make sure we're not giving your ID card to some stranger.
0: That is great, honestly. I did not know about the, like, online yeah. thing. I've freshman year I lost two IDs in the same week and then found How? the first one and then found the first one after I got the second one but I did not know like that I could do it online and just come in person so. Man,
1: some dudes I will see in there like ten times in a month and we have an issue limit on the card that's like to ten and so I'll look at them and I'm printing like the ninth issue I'm like dude please stop putting this in the washer like you're killing me
0: well that is all the questions that we have thank you again for guest starring. Um, any last words?
1: Um, good luck in all your classes, guys. School is a lot. Good luck. I will be there doing my own stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you on campus.
0: That is all for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening in. If you have any questions you want to be asked on the next episode of Money Track with the Student Money Management Center, um, make sure to DM our Instagram page at UNT underscore money and follow us on all our social media. Uh, For now, I will leave you with remember to be real and continue enjoying your college experience.